Hey everybody, it's Megan. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that there are more ways now than ever to support No Lies Detected. Beyond subscribing and sharing it with your friends, we just moved over to Anchor. So you can go to anchor.fm forward slash no lies detected and click the support this podcast button and you can donate to us monthly. We super appreciate you and I hope you enjoy the episode. Listen, before we get started, bitch, I'm getting better at it. Okay. We only to do 8,000 episodes for me to get it. Okay. Well, I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Michelle Moore. And you're listening to No Lies Detected. Detected. The Detected. podcast Detected. where we fuck. <laughs> where we fuck. <laughs> podcast where we fuck. A podcast about <laughs> the lies we tell ourselves, the truths we need to know. And here oh, we God. are. Okay, so I was going to tell the story about... <laughs> <Lights>. <laughs> I think that was my favorite thing from life. I just want to be a, uh, just back here awkwardly providing support. <laughs> my neighbor. So I have this, wo- this woman. Um, she lives She lives on the, in the same hall as Are you sure as she's alive? It's not a haunting from 1923. <laughs> right. And then I'm talking to a ghost. Ooh. And um, I've, you know, when I came out the first time she saw me, she was mm. complimented a bag that I had. And then the next time she saw me, she was always... Every time she sees me, she always brings up Donald Trump or politics or, Ooh, you know. Oh, I think I read this. Yeah. Oh, and, no. Yeah, I wrote this on my, face, wrote this on my Facebook. And uh, so anyway, I, I started to notice that and I kind of backed away because the one thing that I can say, when you're trying to get to know someone, regardless of their race, mm. just get to know them. Don't start talking about how you feel about social issues right away. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it is a way too much. Deep conversation. Because unless you, it's just a quick, fuck Trump. Right. <laughs> if you want to have a conversation with me about social, this social climate, we can't do it on a short elevator ride. <laughs> we reserve okay? some time. I have a calendar. And I don't know you. you like that. And I'm not going to hear a here. I'm not here into. to check, to scope you out, to see if you were a good one. I don't care. So we were getting on the elevator, going the downstairs to check <laughs> downstairs to check our mail. And she asked me if I'm staying here for the holidays. Now I don't know you, but I see that you're trying to make conversation with me. You said so. you won't be robbing my place, bitch. <laughs> I watched Home Alone. I know how the fuck this works. <laughs> I'm here all the holidays and my door is open to watch all of my friends' homes too. And so I said, I know I'm staying here. You know, she's like, I, yeah, I want to stay here too. My family really wants me to, to go back home, but I just can't because, you know, they're Trump supporters. Mm. Now, and why are you referring to them as your family? And <laughs> I, I'm not even going to go into my thoughts about politics because y'all are not ready for that. Oh, that's not for season one. Nope. <laughs> that's for season five. <laughs> Hundred. <laughs> you guys are not ready for that. But what I will say is in that moment, the conversation wasn't about politics. The conversation, and I could see for her, whether or not it's true or not, 
because she's a white woman. If there's a black woman saying this to me, it'd be different. She wanted validation. She wanted validation. She wanted validation. Now, whether or not that that's true, it, it doesn't come off in any other way but that when you're speaking to a person of color. Yeah. Because... I can be trusted. Right. Like, there's this weakness that you feel like, I need to make sure you know that, like, you're safe with me and I'm not cool with everything that's going on. You're not safe with any white person because we're all demons. (laughs) So... (laughs) The whites. She was like... And so we... we, um, I get mail and she comes in and she's, like, still talking to me and I'm not really saying anything. And she's like, I just don't understand how anybody can be feel joy or be in the Christmas spirit with him in office. Oh no. Oh, girl. And how has anyone ever felt Christmas joy before? <laughs> because it's always been awful for everyone, but you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I just looked at her and I said, well, that's unfortunate. I said, because my people are slain all day on the street yeah. by this very government. Mm-hmm. And we always find a way always to be joyous have. Yes. On, Christ- on, on the holiday season. And, my, and the door opened and we both had to get off. And I said, well, happy holidays to you. And it was a sad walk <laughs> because we were both walking in the same direction. <laughs> and my thing is that... No. If you think... Oh, no, Michelle. That Donald Trump is the reason for your suffering... No. Or anyone suffering on this planet, you have the depth of a puddle. You haven't been paying attention <laughs> in school, in life, listen, anywhere. Listen, he is just a face right now. Okay. And then somebody said, somebody else and said, And he's a, the best version of what's been happening for a right. long time, if he anything. He is the beast that the entire government has made. Yeah. He is the beast. A, a, a friend of mine who now I'm in question now. Whoop. It's a white man. And he said... Someone probably pissed her off on Facebook. He said, he fuck said him. well, we, we have Richard Nixon to thank for all of this, all of this shit that people have to go through with health care. And, and I was like, okay, hun, you, you are not qualified to have this conversation with me. But what I will tell you is Richard Nixon and all the other presidents after, after Richard Nixon who kept this shit going. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is the thing. When it comes to politics... Everything is a scam. Everything is a lie to me. This whole entire world, the whole entire structure of this world was built off of... Healthcare is a scam. It's a scam. Any insurance is a scam. This whole idea, This whole idea with these borders and, and, and we are following rules that some men made up. <laughs> Human beings made them. <laughs> yeah. that's, what's, that's all this is. Yeah. It's, there's nothing real to it. So when people start talking about the Constitution, listen... The Constitution is a lie. It means nothing to people who look like me. It doesn't mean anything. So when you guys say, oh, you should be kneeling for the flag or I mean, like um, holding your, your hand up to your chest for the flag, I don't, need to, I don't need to do anything because what you don't understand is that this flag is only a, re- a representation of genocide. That's what it's a representation for people who look at like me. Mm-hmm. So an indigenous people. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to pray. You're, you're, you are bullying us into a, a depth of mental illness mm-hmm. when you make us do things like that. It is torturous to think that people who have suffered under the hands and the laws of this government should obey and mm-hmm. praise a flag. Yeah. 
just think about what kind How of we have to get fucking, up every day and, and pledge allegiance to the flag as kids. Even you don't even know what you're saying. It sounds like some fucking fan fiction. Like, well, let's not throw it on fan fiction. Fan no, fiction is great. <laughs> well, fan fiction is great, but it's great because it's, it's like a cult. It's like <laughs> it's like fucking Hunger Games shit. Yeah, and y'all y'all are only just realizing it, but you're just realizing it. You're not really in it. It's not really, you're not really You can in still it. exist outside of it in your own ways. Right. And so your, your feelings are, that's why when Donald Trump was, was um, and I say this all the time, uh, you know, this, there could be, when the apocalypse comes, listen, white people, you need to be good to people of color because we've been living in an apocalypse our entire lives. So we're going to mm. survive. I'll be at Michelle's apartment eating <laughs> spaghetti. We're going to survive. It's the people who have so much privilege that don't know anything. They don't know no their hand sense. from their ass because don't know how to survive. they just yeah. they think the world is for them. Y'all are going to suffer. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if y'all watch The Walking Dead or anything where the world is ended. You are going to want people of color on your side because you will suffer. You will not survive. And what I'm trying to say is there are le- lessons that you need to learn for yourself. And unfortunately, some of those lessons are going to reveal to you that people who look like you have a bad rap in this arena for this reason. And you just have to live with it in the same way I have to live with the color of my skin. It sucks for everyone, but you got to do it. And you have to accept that just because that's what it is, it doesn't have to make up who you are. Just be, you can be different for yourself, but you don't need to gloat about it. You don't need to do a tap dance for us. We don't need you. We've, we don't need your help. We've been doing racism ourselves. Just get ourselves. out of the way. Yes. We don't need your <laughs> that's help. That's it. Just get out of the way. Listen, racism is not an our problem is a you problem. White people created racism in the extent that it is. It's not our problem to fix. Only y'all can fix it because I don't know what else to tell you. How can I tell you why you don't, your people don't like me? I don't know. Shit. It's, it amazes me when people say things like, I used to think this and I didn't realize this. I'm like, Wow. I had a friend message me, really, really sweet. We would sing in high school together. And she said, you know, I, I had wrote a post about uh, white women who growl and hold their hands up. And do all, <laughs> I remember this And post. I'm like, please stop mimicking. It's not, we, we don't need it. No one believes you. Yeah. And she was like, she said, you know, I used to, I would have gotten offended about that a couple of years ago. Sounds like a personal problem. And, and uh, she was very open and honest with me. And she said, and I think about the, how I was listening to, she said she listened to this album called Blue Eyed, ja- Blue Eyed Soul. And she was like, you know, you posted something about Nina Simone one time and it was her talking about wanting to feel free. And what freeness is and freedom to just express and not have to. And she said, and I've heard her music many times. She's like, but to hear her speak about her songs and where it's coming from, she was like, I don't know shit about that. Mm. So So why am I mimicking it? Right. So why am I mimicking something? She was like, if I can't create, if I don't know where it's coming from, Mm. then I can't 
I can't relate to it in my own way. So I'm just, I'm just um, repeating or copying a thing. And she was like, and these women, and I said, and these women get bigger opportunities than somebody like me. Mm-hmm. Mimicking me. Mimicking my, that's why I live for like Fiona Apple and like Robin yeah. because I'm not saying white people don't have soul. That's not what I'm saying. But you have your own soul. Yeah. And you need to discover that soul. Because that soul doesn't know what it's like to be oppressed because of the color of your skin. Mm. You don't know what that's like. So you can't sing from that. So you need to understand what these songs are, you know. And and I'm not saying that they shouldn't sing the songs. Just understand where it comes from. Yeah. Understand. This is why I'm not a big fan of Christina Aguilera. She's just so... It's like... And it's not because of her. It's because of the sensationalized. It's because, so sensationalized. Because she looks the way she looks and she sings the way she does. People are like, are holy shit, women. the best vocalist of all right. time. There's tons Ooh, of black women She's like often. that. Yeah. And it's like, she's special because of what? She doesn't even know the, the, the struggle of yeah. where. Because they managed to package it into a body that they feel like, right. oh, that's us. And so people will say, well, you can't say that white people don't have to struggle. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that sound specifically comes from the pain and the suffering mm. that kind of style of music that gospel that that soul that are that that white women are always replicating or, or even white men are replicating that comes from a place it's mm-hmm. a language yeah and so when you're doing it so flimsily and you don't even know what the song's about or where it came from it's insulting yeah so that's why i say um um what was i saying it's not the best form of flattery um Imitation. I don't believe in that. I don't want nobody imitating me. Yeah. It's I don't find that flattering at all. I find it mocking. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If I inspire you, that's one thing. Mm. But if I'm inspiring you, I'm like me, that's not happening. My life needs to inspire you, not just the way that I sing something. Because you need to know who I am to be Mm -hmm. inspired. So sorry. But you know who does a great imitation of was it Jessica Simpson? Michelle, you wanna you wanna sing a little bit for us or what? Oh my <laughs> gosh, she put me on the spot, y'all. <laughs> you I thought, never do this in public because you thought I was the way that transition. I have to like form my face. I won't look at you while you do it. Okay, I'll try. Yeah, you I'm just quite high. you feel free. You feel free. Watching the television as you turn around and say, "My love." <laughs> A lot of like really sexual, weird breathing and vowels in the uh, the <laughs> early two thousands. When you're a vocal coach and you've sung all your life, you've heard a lot of voices. <laughs> I can do a lot of voices, and her <laughs> voice is special. <laughs> it is special. I have a question for you. Okay, this is an email. Uh, the the title is "Trusting Myself." Here's my question. How do I trust myself and build the confidence to do so? I constantly find myself waiting for permission to do things because I'm unsure of myself and I'm over it. For example, I have natural hair. I big chopped my hair my freshman year of college, but I knew this was something I wanted to do since high school. I just waited until I got the approval from my mother and those around me to go through with it. I just turned 20 and I'm now a junior entering her second semester in college. Two years natural since October. I've been trying to work on building this confidence, but I want to speed up the process. Both of you seem to be in tune with your intuition and know how and when to act on it. How can I get to this point in my life and start acting on my desires? Thanks, bunches. Just do it, Janae. Just do it. You don't have to 
wait. You don't need permission. You don't need to go with, you know, sometimes going with your impulse is the best way for you to learn. Because I think a lot of us are avoiding, trying to avoid doing the wrong thing. But sometimes the wrong thing leads you to the right thing. So, and it's so, then it's really not the wrong thing. So you can't, there's really, there's no wrong answer. Mm -hmm. It just is. So whatever lessons you're going to learn in life, they're going to come to you regardless of the way that you're living your life. So just live your life. Yeah. I think that it's also, it, we were talking about apologies earlier, you and I, yes. and how for some people it's very hard to apologize and how I don't necessarily struggle with apologizing because it's like once you do it, the more often you do it, the easier it is to realize that you're not giving so much of yourself when you apologize, but you're you're communicating something to another person that like, right. I value where you're coming from. I trust you enough to know that what you're feeling is real and I don't want to fight and I can shift myself to be more of what you need and what I can right. potentially be. Right. It's kind of an agreement and sorts of like, we're going to keep moving in this direction. We've mended this, but like I'm learning and right. I'm into it. And I think it's the same way with trusting your intuition and going with your gut. Cause there are a lot of times where like, it's very rare that I have an idea for something. And then I feel like I have to run it by people to get permission. Right. If anything, if I'm excited about it, I'm talking about it a ton. Mm-hmm. But it's never like when I'm in it, I'm in it. When I wrote, when I've written certain emails, when I got disowned, whatever. And I just like, there's a focus that comes over me where it's like, this is exactly what I needed to feel like. So this is exactly what I needed to say. So there's just, but that has come from years of me just feeling a pull in a direction and going in that direction and then trying to figure out how to swim in it and try to figure out how to adapt to it and getting comfortable with it's like layers of it. It, You get comfortable with moving in the direction when you feel it. Then you get better at explaining yourself through it and to get out of it if you need to. And then eventually you add logic to it and you start to be like, I feel this. Now let me take a step back and think why I would feel this. And if it has a good feeling to it and then let me go in that direction. Yeah. You just get better as you get older. I think at realizing that me waiting for someone else's permission, me waiting for my mom to say, this is okay or whatever is something that we all do, but then at a certain point you have to grow out of it. Well, and also she's still in school, right? You're still in school. Yeah, she's still in school. So there's still an element of her life where she has to follow certain set of rules, make sure she reaches these deadlines. And so you feel like, uh, like it, it can actually deactivate your will to kind of just do what you want because you're yeah. always worried like in the wing of it it's like is this okay am I going to miss something or yeah. am I going to get in trouble if I go here and don't turn in this paper or what so there's all of these things that you're thinking already about just having to be in school of all of the things that you have to do and so but what you do isn't who you are and so mm-hmm. there's you're a whole person so you're in school, but that, that's not separate from who you are. Mm. So you have to find a way not to implement uh, freedom in your personal life, but freedom in your school life. Mm. So and understand and take the stresses off of yourself. You know, if you, if you have work to do or if you have things, it's going to get done. I always say this. It's hard not, it's hard not to, to be obsessive about it when you're in college because all you know is school. All we know is school from like freaking four years old to the time we're 23, some of us. Mm -hmm. 
we're just in school being directed and told what to do and how to do it. And so when we come out, we're just like, and the world does not work like that. Mm. No. It does not. No. <laughs> you might as well get used to it now. It does not work like Ooh, that. It's a lie that they sell you. <laughs> so my thought, what I've grown into is, and it's probably going to take a while for anybody in college to get to that point, is you can make all the lists you want and you could have all these deadlines and hope that you're going to get the deadlines. Do what you can do when you can do it. Life is still going to happen. Because life is still going to happen. And if you die tomorrow and you haven't done it, then that means it doesn't matter. It Mm. didn't matter. But if tomorrow comes and you have life, that means there's time. Yeah. So you don't have to do everything all at once. Yep. Like, you don't. And anything that you don't get done, it's because you're dead. Because things are going to get done. It might not happen when you want it to happen, but it's going to happen. And if it's not happening, it's because you are you have stopped breathing. And that shit doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yeah. That's how you gain patience. That's how you gain freedom. Don't think y'all are thinking way too far ahead in advance and also yeah. what happened in the past. Stay here. Here is happening right now. Yeah. Y'all looking for all of these things and life is happening to you right in this moment. But you're trying to figure out how to reach the deadline. And it's just like, listen, you want to keep exhausting yourself doing that? By all means, keep the show going. The best thing you can do is really just go in the direction of what you feel like you should do. And then know yourself well enough that you can explain to other people why you're doing that thing. If you need to. In a sense of like, yeah, of course, I, this is how I feel. This mm-hmm. is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I'm doing. You don't need to sit and wait for anyone. I think when I was younger, I probably gave more of a fuck for sure about what if I was doing things in the order I needed to and like I just need to get through the next phase, the next phase, the next phase. And I wanted, I'm sure I wanted like my family to be a certain way or my relationships to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I look at that now and it's like you just realize that everything is conditional and speak that shit into existence. Yeah. Like speak the things I'm going to do want. this. Yeah. I'm going to start this podcast. Yeah. I want to be more of this. Well, once you know what you're talking about and you say it aloud enough, then you start breaking down and, the steps and when to do it. And when you're saying these things, you have to make sure you're applying yourself the, as well, though. You yeah. can't just say, oh, I want this, I want this, and sit on your ass and think it's just going to happen. Because it's not. You have to still do the work. Yep. So if you are a student and you're trying to gain yourself, yourself of this freedom of like, so that you're, you're living your life as a whole, as a personal, in a personal way and as a student, because it's all the same thing. You are not two separate people. What you need to understand is if you have a paper due or you're stressed out about a midterm or whatever, you all, all you have to say to yourself is, I'm going to finish this and just focus on finishing it. Put your energy towards finishing it, but don't obsess over the fact that because your energy is always already there. You've already said to yourself, I'm going to finish this. Trust that. Trust that. Trust yourself enough to know that you're not going to allow yourself to slip up on something that you've put into the into the world. You said, I'm going to I'm going to finish this. It's going to be done. If you stress over how, when, where you're second guessing yourself. That's all you're doing. And that's where the stress comes from. The stress comes from second guessing that you're never going to get it finished. And it's like, you are going to get it finished. You've got, you've gotten this far. You're a fucking sophomore in college. Yeah. You're going to finish the paper. So if you can let go of all of those stresses and know that you're going to be good regardless, because you got, you made it this far in your personal life, it'll be the same thing. 
Yeah. You'll make it as far as you allow yourself to make it. I also think, and it's something I struggle with sometimes and that I've become very aware of, is sometimes I trust that someone else who says they know how to do something knows how to do it better than I do. Mm. And that sometimes is true, but a lot of times I feel like you give too much control to other people, assuming that because they confidently said, I do this and I am this, that they're the authority and you should give them just free reign to do whatever. And I think the older you get, the more you'll realize, no, everyone is dealing with their own shit. No one really has it together. This whole like adult shit is a lie. Yeah. And when you're sitting there watching people that are 10 years older thinking they must have it all together, they fucking don't. Nobody has anything together. No one has any, there's no answers. There's just people trying to self-soothe and survive. Well, the thing is that, the thing is that you don't need to get anything together. You're already whole. Everything that's happening in your life is for you. All the pain, all the suffering, all the joy, all the beauty, all the happiness. It's the same thing. It's all equivalent to the same thing. So there's no getting getting yourself together insinuates that you're not allowed to make any more mistakes and that you should have everything in order. You're going to keep fucking up. Yeah, listen. Things that you thought were great aren't going to be great. How about if I told you life is just a bunch of fuck ups? Life is a bunch of things, problems that you got to fix. If I said that to you, if I said that to y'all, life is just a bunch of fuck ups. Y'all could let go of so much stress. Mm -hmm. Life is about living through the fuck ups. Get good knowing how to shift yourself. That's where the joy is. Mm -hmm. Joy doesn't come without pain. So if you're trying to get the joy and avoid the pain, you're not living life. And if what you want is a better life. Probably an Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's a voicemail we got. You ready? <gasps> I Don't get too excited. Voicemail. Hello, this is Lisa from Cardholder Services. Calling You're in fucking... reference for your existing Visa and Master Credit Card account. There is no problem currently with your account. It is urgent that you contact us concerning your eligibility for lowering your interest they rate. They just tricked us. Your eligibility us. expires shortly. I'm embarrassed. So please press one on your phone now to speak with a live operator for lower your interest Ew. rate. Well, she sounds crazy. <laughs> I don't know what Lisa from Cardholder Services needs help with, but we're here for you, babe. I can't help. She has no pulse. Here's another voicemail. Hi, Nick and Michelle. I'm 20 years old, and I have this friend that has a lot of problems in her life. And I've been there for her for about, like, five years. So we pretty much spent a lot of time together. But we don't live in the same state. It's, like, over online and stuff like that. But sometimes she tends to, like, lay her problems on me heavily. And I think it's because I allowed her to do it for so long Mm -hmm. that now it's, like, I have my own problems, kind of, so it's kind of hard for me to tell her, like, I don't have the emotional space to carry that right now. But And I understand that she needs to, like, talk to us because I know I'm, like, her only friend. I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to be there for her because, you know, she has a lot of problems. I just, I guess my question is, how do I tell her or let her know that I'm kind of not ready emotionally to be there for her because I really have my own issues. I really don't want to sound selfish or be a bad friend. I want to be there for her because I know how it is to have no one. Okay, so. 
Hmm. Oh, shaky little voice. I love her. I love you can tell this is like the sweetest so fucking person. Like she is. I know what it's like to not have anyone and I want to be there and like mm-hmm. but I just I kinda I kinda have like maybe kind of my problems. It's like even in the knowing that they have so much to deal with, mm-hmm. they're still like, I don't know, like am I allowed to let her know that I have stuff too? You you have to be there for yourself first. Yeah. That's um that's more important than anybody in your life. You have to be there for yourself first. And if this person is not asking you what's going on or that hasn't the capacity to listen to what you're, what's going on in your life, then that's not somebody that's really a friend. That is, you're a vat for her to pour everything in. And you've set it up that way, as you said. So mm-hmm. she is definitely going to be upset about it. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand and get past that because she's going to be upset about it. Does she have a right to be upset about it? There's partially she does because you set it up that way. But if she's mature enough, which it sounds like she's probably not, she's going to find herself in a world of trouble because she's going to feel like, well, I should have this is this is not fair and but what she does she's not understanding is that she has not been fair to you and the reason why she hasn't been fair to you is because you've allowed her to not be fair to you so both of you guys are going to be in the same boat and it's hard for you now and she's none the wiser because she's just doing what she's always been doing what you've always told her that it was okay to do and now you're going to be pulling the rug from under her and saying hey i kind of going through something and I just, I don't have the capacity right now and that's going to be difficult. Um, So, I mean, you just got to rip that bandaid off. I'm I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it for you. It's going to be difficult and it's going to make you seem to her like someone who is walking away from her, Mm. but that's not your burden. Yeah, that's that can't be your burden because what you're going to stay with her for forever. That can't be your burden. And that's part of healthy friendships, too, is it like. You can't always be there. I have plenty of friends that like we will go months or years sometimes without even really talking. And then we come back together. Fucking Michelle and I spent 10 years. That's yeah. <laughs> just and talking so- to each other online. <laughs> and then your lives put you in a place where you can be what you need for each other. Right. Like our friendship probably would. It, I'm trying to imagine like if I had come in at a different time. No. You know, like I don't think that it would have been right. I don't think it would have either. And I and I think that there's you had to be in the place you were yeah. and I had to be in the place I was. You I just, had to have lost the friendships I've lost. You had to be coming out of the marriage you were coming honey, out of. Honey, let this be a lesson to you in boundaries. This is why it's important y'all to create boundaries. So yep. you don't find yourselves <clears throat> in the de- depths of someone's personal life. Mm. because people will just dump shit on you and not because they're shitty people, Mm. but because you've opened the door, you've let them in your home. You've said foods in the fridge, hot water in the tub. Like, (laughs) yeah, they're, it's their home now. And if you set it up that way, you got to send a goddamn letter letting them know rent is due. Right. And you were actually never (laughs) supposed to be living here in the first place. Yeah. So this is just a lesson in boundaries. And like I said, you you have every right to feel the way that you feel. Everything that you're saying is valid. And it can't go on much longer because you'll make yourself sick with it. 
but know that sometimes the lesson, you are the lesson for other people. And sometimes it's harsh. Mm. But that ain't your business, girl. Yeah. And you will also, I think it's, it's a lesson in the next time you go into any friendship. Exactly. You're always going to remember this and you're always going to understand the limits that you have and how to reinforce mm-hmm. those in a way so that you don't have the same issues with the same people. Yeah, and don't, you can kind of don't, break the pattern. Right, don't let your empathy destroy your own life because empathetic people were so empathetic to other people that mm. we disown ourselves because we think that we can handle everything. So then we n- we're never focusing on ourselves because we're always accepting and taking in all of the energy that people want to share with us. Mm. That you cannot do that. Even when you feel like, oh, I'm capable of doing it. You're not. Nobody's capable of holding all of that weight of somebody else's life and their own. Eventually, you're going to break. Mm. So you have to stop, even if it feels okay and it feels safe. Stop yourself. Pause. Yeah, stop, think about stop it. Stop yourself. <laughs> Please. Please. Think about what's happening. Think about the story you're creating. Have a little out-of-body experience. Listen. Be a ghost to yourself. Be a ghost. That sliding doors effect. If I go Ooh. left, what will happen if I go right? Now, don't overanalyze like your movie. shit. I love that movie, too. Don't an- overanalyze your shit, but understand... If you're feeling a little, your intuition, let me tell y'all what your intuition is. Your intuition is that little voice, that tiny, tiny, tiny voice that makes you question. So when sometimes when you guys ask a question and we say, you already know the answer, it's the, because the voice has prompted you to ask. Yep. The voice has prompted you to ask this question because internally and intuitionally, your body already knows. Body's trying to make you communicate with yourself right. by listening to yourself out loud. The question is not for us, it's your, for you. Your body's crying out to no lies detected at gmail.com <laughs> saying, please, can someone read it back to her so she understands what not to do? We've been trying to tell her for years and we're trapped inside. This is what I'm saying. It's all about the lies you tell yourself <laughs> and the things you actually and really need. And all the truths. You know, and sometimes the truth is just listening to yourself back and realizing, wow, that was. And that we're going to boil up this truth mm-hmm. and we're going to serve it to you in a nice yes. little mug yeah, with a handle. Okay. Delicious. It's going to be a delicious handle. A it's delicious be a tea. Painful, pot, but delicious cup, meal. Delicious liquids. You're going to get all of this tea. The cup will yeah. be your friend. Yes. Okay? I have this mug. <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> Listen, I'm really high. I, I have this mug. that I'm going to go get it right now. Okay. Uh, well, well, Michelle. <laughs> why did I call you Michelle? <laughs> well, Michelle uh, goes and gets the mug. Um, we have 8% battery on this. Oh, my fucking cock. Babe, when you come when you come back, babe, I dropped the lighter. <laughs> it got it got violent. It got violent. <laughs> I'm trying to hold a microphone in one hand, smoke in the other. Is this how comedians do it? Like this is so hard. Okay, so I have an actual mug that was a gift to one of my the toxic relationships that I was in. <laughs> Why I have it um, is because he's very sensitive. The mug says. I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't the most fucking you, 
<laughs> yeah, I would agree with you, but one of us has got to be right. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Uh, Why is that the funniest? <laughs> that is the truth, and that is the light. <laughs> so that's a that's a mug that I gave him that he didn't want to accept. Um, talking about things that we give people. What did I give you for your birthday present? Oh my god, y'all. She, what did, okay. What did Mama Tan just come back with? She is over here puffing away. <laughs> she wants you burn my mouth. Putting, mouth. You just threw it on my table. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It fell. You <laughs> gave me this like half shell <laughs> disaster instead of, you know what? It's your own fault. You knew better because you knew it had to be flat. And I'm putting it, this fucking conch shell, <laughs> whatever the fuck, topsy-turvy ass. I'm just trying to fucking keep it in and I can't. I was set up to fail and I won't be admonished. <laughs> so she went to New York, left me on my birthday. Yes. And oh, yeah. Oh, right. Um, I did that specifically to hurt you. Yep. She left me on my birthday. Well, you know what? It was worth it. God damn and, it. But she brought me back four. I did. Pot belly. Motherfucker. Sugar cookies. And I didn't even go get those myself. I uh, ordered them on Postmates and I ordered sugar cookies four times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had that, that delivered. That is love. And then I hid it in my fucking toiletry bag on the way back. Mm-hmm. And I brought all those cookies home. And it was Amazing. Why do why do you why are people hiding food now? Oh wait, did you not check a bag? Oh I checked no, I checked a bag. I mean I didn't have to hide it. I just put it in a place where I thought this hopefully won't get pushed around a bunch. Oh, okay. Okay. I could put it anywhere, but um, I didn't want to risk it. You know? Yes. I'm really excited about leftover spaghetti. Um I'm real excited. I yeah, so I got cookies. I got sugar cookies from Pot Belly for mm-hmm. my birthday. And sure, goddamn did it was because I spent all that money on my bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Delightful cookies. I was like, take this less than ten dollars. Give me four cookies. I need four of those cookies. Here's a ten. Do you want to keep the change? (laughs) I'm anything for anything for Michelle. It's the holidays. What bank account? Break that bank account. So we are, <laughs> this is the first time we're seeing each other since you left for New York the second time. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I'll be leaving again. And bitch. she's just apparently leaving. leaving again. I'm trying you got some to, time. You got some time. I'm trying to figure out if, I mean, I do a lot of traveling and I, this year I slowed up because I was like, I, I you don't need to travel when you have an apartment this goddamn <laughs> nice. <laughs> travel to what century do you want to go? 1943. <laughs> 1812. I will say, I get so excited when I get to come home. I'm just so excited. Because it's literally perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It is like if you moved to Manhattan and you were like, my my dream, this is like Charlotte's apartment (laughs) in fucking wherever the Upper East Side, the Upper West Side, whatever. Like this is what it is. It's cute. I mean, it's cute. Oh, fuck you. It's cute. <laughs> it's the walls were painted before you got in a color. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's like that Tiffany oh, gray. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a great. It's a Anything great. Anything will spot. go with this color scheme, bitch. Yep. I even got, got those wood olive. floors. Fuck. I've off. got olive olive curtains that I've just bought. You were in a place in your life where you're describing colors olive. <laughs> <laughs> Not green. Not green. You've evolved. I have evolved. Colors. Okay, have. I have another voicemail. Okay. Ooh, yes. Mm, bring it. By the way, if you want to call in, I don't know, figure it the fuck out. The numbers are the goddamn thing. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just need to figure out how to read my own thing. You can call us at 93... I'm 8,000 years old. <laughs> 931... That's 931-546-9228. Okay. 931-546-9228. We're raising money for Red Cross? I mean, we're sending it right to our Venmo account. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Okay. Give us money. Here we go. I'm on the transition, Ms. Michelle. So I am a 23-year-old Sagittarius, and I recently started therapy. I had a mental breakdown in Mm. like September or August, um, which caused me to seek therapy, even though it took me a couple months after that to actually like fucking do it. I finally did it and I've had two sessions and I think both sessions have been productive, but it's causing me to rethink some things and view things in different, um, perspectives and Mm -hmm. it's been really hard on me emotionally and psychologically I've had some really bad days um and like I know that it's worth it I know that I need to go and seek this help um but it's caused me I, I just want maybe some suggestions on how to deal with the process of going through therapy because Mm -hmm. it's necessary and I need it and it's, I need it to be happy, but it's so hard just going through it. I'm having to rethink about how I see my body, how I view myself and my self-worth and how I view my parents after suffering physical abuse from them. I love them, but doesn't change the fact that what they did to me when I was younger. Uh, and I'm just having a hard time with that. So if you guys could give me some help and some opinions, that'd be awesome. Thank you very much. I listen every single week and re-listen to episodes all the time. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's cute. No, The BB. Um, that one hit me hard. Whew. Um, it's hard when you start unearthing all of that stuff. It really, really is. And I... I want to say that it's going to get better, but it's harder first. Yeah, it probably gets and worse first. It's It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. Everything that you're saying, I started therapy like three years ago, and her being a Sagittarius is an immutable sign. We just want to get to the end of things. Just we tell just, me what I need to know. Just I just want to, I just want to, it's not even about like what I need to know. It's just like, I want to have completed this. Is this task over now? Right. Like, it's kind of like, I remember when I was learning French, um, I was, I studied for eight hours straight with Rosetta Stone and my mom speaks French. And by the end of the eight hours, I was writing and reading in French, but I was having difficulty, like understanding and responding Mm -hmm. fast enough. And my mom was like, um, you're not going to learn the whole language in a day. Yeah. But what you have learned is a lot. Why isn't that enough? Yeah. And it's just like, no, I just want to, if I say I'm going to learn French, I need to be able to speak French immediately. Yeah. Like, we just want to get there. Like, can I just load this program and have it work? (laughs) Right. And so therapy teaches you how to slow down. And it teaches you how to think about where you are, why you are, and how you got there. Mm. 
And that's hard because that's, 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 that's chapters of journeys, like having to go through things that you are thinking, thinking about things again that you either forgot or thought you were over. And then realizing like, oh, wow, this is showing up in my life in a different way. So I didn't really get over it. It just evolved into something else. Yeah. It's, it's difficult and it's going to be hard. And there's really, there's, there's no other advice that I can say to you than keep going. Just keep going. As difficult as it is, you're going to have anxiety attacks. You're going to have feel panic. You're going to feel all of those things. As long as you, you don't feel like you're going to harm yourself or someone else in which then you should speak to and let your therapist know th- these things because we don't want you physically harming yourself, obviously. But you have to go through it. Mm. You have to continue, just continue, continue the process because I promise you the other side of that is grander than you think it's going to be. This end that you've created in your head of wh- where you think you're going to be and who you're going to be, it's going to be better. Mm. It's going to be way better than that. And sometimes unlearning these things, or not even unlearning, but relearning yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say unlearning. You're not unlearning anything. You're relearning yourself. You're coming to yourself. You've been playing a part. That's what you've been doing. You've been holding things down and not dealing with things. And so you've been playing a part. So now this therapist is literally grabbing your hand and saying, hey, you meet you. That's hard because you already think like, man, I, I, I thought I knew myself. Like I thought I knew all of myself. And then it's like you knew some of yourself. And now this is the rest of you. And the rest of you is all of the things that you self-preserved in a way to micromanage how you want it to be seen and exist in the world. But you can't do that. You just have to be free in you. You have to be free in you and trust that you are enough. It's so important to trust that you're, you're enough. Even when you're going through this, you're enough. There's nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And the pain that you feel doesn't mean that you're fucked up or that you're damaged. That's not what that means. It's a way for you to understand how to treat yourself moving forward by assessing exactly what you need for yourself in order to be loved properly. This is all that is. That's all that it is. Everything that happens to you is a very real thing. And so now you just have to assess and harness how to take care of yourself better because of those things that have happened to you so that you're not a victim. Because otherwise you'll just always be sad for yourself and you're not a victim. Things suck. And things that happen to you are, are, are fucking unfortunate. But within your own life, you don't need to view yourself as a victim. You are only somebody who is taking care of this person that you've neglected for so long. And that's all that it is. So you're just coming into it and you're like, okay, I'm going to help mother you. So just think about it that way. You are mothering your child. Your, your child self, that's what you're doing right now. You're mothering your And if this was your actual child, you would take all the time in the world and you would be patient and you would be loving and you'd be understanding through everything. When they're learning to walk, when they're learning to talk, when they're learning to eat, these are the same things that you're learning for yourself now. And therapy is going to help you get there to that point where you can stand up, walk, run, eat, and realize, wow, I was always this person. Now I can do this out loud. Until then, just stick with it. 
I'm not gonna say anything better than Michelle <laughs> just said. Michelle just went to a fucking place. Um, you know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to you. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to be high as shit. Re-listening to this podcast and just like, ooh, write that down in my fucking journal. Just, I feel her. I felt her energy. She just seems so. She wants so badly to be better, and there's nothing wrong with you. You're good. You're good. You're I have good. one more voicemail. We have four percent battery. We're gonna get through this together. Yes, together. Okay, ready? One more voicemail. Have fun, bitch. Hello, Megan and Michelle. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on a sailboat, so I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm gonna go with it. So my husband and I and my two daughters decided to do something a little bit crazy with our lives and sail to the Caribbean. And my parents are less than happy for us. They're what? Um, Which I can understand. I suppose they love their granddaughters quite a bit, but it's just lecture after lecture and zero support. And it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. So basically what I am asking is how the hell do I get over needing my parents' approval? It's uh, It's been a lifelong battle. I don't know why. I Well, I know why. I go to therapy, and my therapist tells me all the time. It's because I had a traumatic ass childhood. But basically, I just don't know how to not care that they don't support me. Oh, yep. Oh, also, I'm a Pisces. So Pisces. I'm a Pisces, I guess. I'm sorry. I didn't choose it. But anyway. Okay. Thanks for the advice. Bye. Can I tell you my immediate thoughts? Okay. As I was listening to this, I thought, (laughs) this is the voice of a child that kills their parents (laughs) and, like, takes the boat and goes. (laughs) And let me explain that for a second. The way you were talking about it, and maybe it's just because you thought it out a lot or you wrote it down and you're going through it again. Can you charge it? Why are, you, why are you freaking out right Do now? Do you need a charger for your laptop? Uh, I mean, I don't know if we have the same laptop. You're freaking okay, me out. Sorry, okay, okay. You're fucking me up right okay, now. God sorry. damn it. You son of a bitch. How okay, dare you? Sorry. How dare you be thoughtful, bitch? Sorry. I was going to say that the way you're talking, it's like I can hear a smile in your voice, which <laughs> sounds like a child that would burn their parents. But mostly to me says, what I'm hearing is, I know that I should give a fuck about my parents' opinion. <laughs> and I imagine that's what other people would feel. <laughs> I don't feel that way, but I know that I need to have the outward show of feeling that way because we did this crazy thing. I went to the Caribbean and I care so much about what my mom says Um, because I have a shitty childhood and I go to therapy. So it's just like there's there's something there when you're speaking that my high self honestly was just like, you don't really give a fuck about what your mom or your mother-in-law think. You did exactly what you wanted to do and you're just trying to figure out like, how long do I have to pretend that I give a fuck about these old bitches <laughs> that want me to live in a boat? I'm living my goddamn dream. You fucked up my childhood. Let me have my adulthood. Okay, well, I would say, first of all, going to the Caribbean for Christmas is not crazy. All right. That's them putting their whatever on you. Okay. Yeah. You went on a bit fucking vacation for Christmas. People do it all the time. Did it say for Christmas or is it forever? <laughs> like, listen, your 
how you get them or how you get yourself to stop worrying so much about what they think about what you're doing. Stop telling them what you're doing. (laughs) You are a married woman with a child. (laughs) You don't know. With two children. Two children. (laughs) If you start, (laughs) if you start needing approval, if you're still needing approval from your parents and it's bothering you, when your children get older, they are going to run you ragged. They're mm. going to have you wrapped around your fingers and you're going to feel like you need to do everything for them. That is not the way it goes. Mm-hmm. You have to stand on your own and understand that you're an, an individual who can make her own decisions clearly. You mm-hmm. are able to be married. You are able to take care of children. And you are able to take those children and your husband. And put them on a boat. And put them on a fucking boat for and Christmas. And no one's drowned yet. And <laughs> let me tell you something that is commendable. Most people wish they could do something like that. You are clearly a responsible person. Enjoy Fuck it. Fuck what your parents there have to say. There are a lot of Christmases coming About up. what you want to do with your own goddamn family <laughs> with the two kids you pushed out of your pussy tell them Dropping to fuck off <laughs> okay <laughs> listen i'm just trying to tell you you don't need anybody's approval for anything for anything you are supposed to be setting a precedent for yourself and for the people in your life and especially your children so people so your children understand you will not run me down <laughs> i will the- not be run down <laughs> And the message you should be sending to your your mom, your parents is, bet you should save that fucking money so you can be in a boat with us, Grandma. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I I will be. You love them so be, much. Why don't you become an old pair and take care of them while Listen, I'm fucking suntanning, bitch? <laughs> it will be a cold day in Earth's core before anybody tried to tell me oh, how to not. take care of children that I've either birthed, I'm I've 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 adopted, <laughs> that I've inherited. You are I not telling somewhere. me a goddamn thing, okay? Nah. Take care of your own business, mind your own. People like that are just jealous. <laughs> They're just jealous. The people in your in your family, in your outside family, they are sour. People should be happy for you. If you're going mm. away, you're being able to go away on a, on a holiday. That's something that you normally don't get to do on Christmas. They should be excited for you. Mm. It, you did a crazy thing. That ain't crazy. Going to the Caribbean is not crazy. <laughs> you want to hear about what's crazy. <laughs> okay. That's not crazy at all. One time I went to my, uh, my cousin. She's supposed to get married on Valentine's Day on a cruise ship. And... Uh, it ended uh, with my Marine cousin, her brother, punching him in the face as he grabbed her in the middle of a, of a hotel lobby and all the women crowded around each other to soothe her to figure out what she was going to do. And the next day, none of us knew if they were going to get married. And so we all showed up on the ship, Valentine's Day weekend. And um, this man showed up with a black eye and threatened to kill himself. I'm not laughing at that. Please discernment. Threatened to kill himself if someone didn't buy him beer because he got cut off the card. And uh, and uh, and then he got uh, Caribbean cruises or whoever, whatever, who the fuck knows what they're called. Is he mentally um, unstable? Uh, he had, he definitely was, we didn't know he was an alcoholic uh, when oh, my cousin was dating okay. him. And then he definitely 
had a little relapse the night before the wedding. Well, your cousin knew she, that he was an alcoholic. And she did not tell us. No one told us. Yeah, we did she not know. Um, and he got kicked off of the cruise ship. And um, now I fight with my cousin sometimes on Facebook about why she has such a problem with Colin Kaepernick, but her ass wears a uh, fucking flag shirts and things on her nails that are 4th of July and I had to copy and paste flag code on her Facebook and get in a fight with her <laughs> over the holidays uh, to let her know what patriotism is supposed to be and uh, <laughs> what it's not and to get the fuck over it. Oh, wow. But, you know, she almost got married on Valentine's Day once on a cruise ship and uh, her parents Listen, let her do that and they shut the fuck I, up I just want you guys to be, <laughs> understand, especially when you have families and you're raising children. You're all, your own unit now. Listen, let it go. <laughs> let no, it matter, go. No, matter, no matter how your children have been blessed upon your life, they're your children mm-hmm. and that's your partner. And that's what you decide that you want to do. Yep. You you do it. And if you want people to to not comment on your business, stop giving them stop giving them your business. You know what I say this all the time. My parents already taking know. my business elsewhere. My family. If I ever had a baby, <laughs> I would just show up with the baby. No one would have ever known I was pregnant. That's that is who some I shit am. You do. That that's is who some I shit am. You do. I don't want anybody. Mentioning nothing. Don't put your nasty energy. Listen, this is what I'm doing, and I'm pleased to do what I do. <laughs> so, if you got anything to say about it, it's too late. I don't care. The baby is here. Well, you know what? Congratulations on that baby. Also, this is the end of the podcast. I'm hey. Megan Tonjes, M-E-G-H-A-N-T-O-N-J-E-S. Oh, God, I'm everything. Michelle Moore, M-I-S-H-A-L-M-O-O-R-E. We'll see you next time. Uh, have fun, Have bitch. fun, bitch. <laughs>